This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What is the weirdest thing that came home in your kids' trick or treat sack last night? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk one zero seven one, streaming live at mytalk one zero seven one dot com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley. Hey, Beaches. Uh so last night was Halloween. Really? Yeah, it was. No, I knew that. Uh, kids trick or treating, and uh, I thought, I wonder what the weirdest thing people got in their sacks was. I do want to tell you that one of the weirdest things that somebody got, somebody actually got edible gummies in their in their uh, bag. You're a liar. No, I swear to God, there was an actual news story proving us all wrong that somebody handed out edible THC gummies to two children. Get out of town. Yeah. Here locally? Parents, no, I don't think it was local. No, it wasn't local. But um, And the parents were dumb enough to turn them into police instead of, you know. Stashing them for themselves. <laughs> That, the thing about that is, like, how do you know where they came from? Also, it has to just be that somebody was playing a joke. Like, that has to be teenagers playing a prank. Because, again, there was so much talk about how THC gummies were going to show up. Like, nobody is giving away their, their gummies. precious gummies. Yeah. 651-641-1071. Did you get THC gummies in your kid's? <laughs> Trick or treat you, sack, or what's the weirdest thing you got in there? Uh, I did have a friend who shared with me this morning that her six year old had a condom. What? In the trick or treat sack. There was a condom in the trick or treat yes. sack? Yes. Okay. Well, Isn't that crazy? Did the kid not remember where that came from? Because I might want to have a conversation with I feel the like, person handing them out. I honestly feel like it's rare that you notice. What is going into the bag? I mean, not rare. Sometimes the kids get a pick out of the, but sometimes it's just like you go to the door and they just like throw a handful of stuff in your did you bag. Um, do you go through your children's bag? Not anymore. No, I used to, so I could see what I wanted to take. Well, from yeah, them. that's the that's the thing. Um, but I feel like in this day and age, I would at least take a gander to make sure there's nothing bizarre in there. Like I peeked really quickly. Just to, and it all looked like regular candy to me. They were trading last night, so they were all like sprawled out on the floor with all oh, the that's candy. The best. Yeah, and my thirteen-year-old, he came back, and I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. A full grocery bag, like Smart a kid. paper grocery bag, yeah. full of candy. I don't I'm know like, how the handles stayed on because I don't. Those he double bagged. He oh. double bagged in kid. preparation. Smart kid. Yeah. Like, but see, I, and they all made fun of me because they did not, because of what I give out. Crap. Plastic crap. It's not crap. It makes people happy. No, it doesn't. But you can tell yourself that I want you to, you know, I want you to take care of yourself. I wish you could happy. see the, the, the looks on the kids' faces when they leave well, my house. You know, that's like saying, like, I'm on like Christmas, Halloween you give Santa. out... That you give out, you're not Halloween Santa. Yes, I am. I am even, Halloween no, you're Santa. Not. You're absolutely not. You're Halloween trash. And um, it's Halloween fine. Halloween Grinch. Yes. 
You are not Santa Claus. Embrace it, man. He's nice got try. good eyebrows. No, I'm like, but but what I give is like Halloween Santa. But what I'm saying is if you gave out candy corn on Christmas, people would think you were silly. And like, and equally, when you give out presents on Halloween, people think you're silly because the, the holiday is candy, not presents. I think they seemed very happy. Let's go to the phone. Stacy's on the line. Hello, Stacy. Stacy, what was the weirdest thing your kid brought home in their candy sack? Okay, so it wasn't my child, but she had gone trick-or-treating with friends and went to a house where a guy said trick-or-treat. And if you said treat, you got candy. If you said trick, you got a dead duck. <gasps> and when she told the story, I was like, no way. But then we have a neighborhood like Facebook page, and then someone later on that night posted a picture of a dead duck and said, my child came home with a dead duck. Like an and, actual dead duck? Like an actual dead dead duck, yes. Did he He's have been more hunting. Than... <gasps> oh, ew. And yeah, and was showing the kids, and one kid came home with a dead duck. And, and he actually put it in the treat bag. Okay. The mother oh, why? Wow. <laughs> I think he should be arrested. Yep. That's terrible. Yeah, that'll yeah. learn you. Oh yeah, Colleen's Thank like that's you, terrible. That you is basically terrible. gave away dead animals. No, I don't give away. Yeah. Okay, do you want to know what I gave away last night? Yeah. I gave away kazoo's. Yay! Yeah, I kazoo's. mean, literally, you're not changing our mind. But go ahead, kazoo's. <laughs> Woo. Kazoo's any other day of the year, great, awesome. Thank Three you. Three different colors of nail polish, so you could choose. Okay, so that you're poisoning Purple, children. Blue yeah. and orange. And get Very them. small. Okay, well, just a little bit. Yep, throw it in the garbage. Okay, enough. They'll use it. Uh, I gave away light-up bouncy balls. Yay! Woo! And the kids love, love slime. A lot of slime. And I gave away yo-yos that also lit up. I didn't know they lit up until somebody had uh, used it right there in front of me. Do you put Easter eggs under your children's pillow when they lose a tooth? No. Do you light fireworks off on Arbor Day? No. Go trees! <laughs> I mean, that's problematic for several that's reasons. That's why it's such a the nice point surprise. Is, it's, it's such not, a nice surprise. Well, so then for this year, for Christmas, I would like you to put out horns of plenty for your children. I had several parents say to me, what a nice break they're from all the nice candy. That is such a Minnesota thing. The minute they get in their car, they're like, that lady is giving out crippy crap. Just throw that in the trash. No worries. Just Big be smiles. nice to Big that smiles. lady. Big smiles. They loved it. Uh, anyway, I will say, uh, oh, can I also just tell you about the most creative costume that came to my door last night? And it was my son's friend. And that's not the only reason I thought it was the most creative costume. But I really got the full, like, I got the full experience of it. Oh. He was an Amazon package. Oh, that's adorable. What it did was he do? so cute. So he, like... He would get, he had his, like a cutout for his face and a place for his arms, but he would crouch down in the box so that it looked like just a box sitting there. And then he would get up and turn around and do the trick or treat. Isn't that adorable? I thought that was really creative. Yeah. That had like the Amazon tape on it. It was really cute. really cute. Yeah. So anyway, it was a fun and night. Yet you gave him plastic crap for that. He was happy. He said, thank you, Mrs. Lindstrom. He's polite. Kid is really sad today. I will tell you, and this will just make you feel good inside, that my 13-year-old also said to me, Mom, why don't you ever give out candy? Yeah, because your child is I said, because you're going to come home with an entire grocery bag full of candy. 
we'll save it and give it out next year. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, the day after Halloween is the best day to have a cheat day Friday, don't you think? Uh, well, yeah, but where's my candy? I don't see any candy. Well, we'll do something fun, I promise, right. after this on My Talk 107.1. Oh, things about to get ugly in here. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, let's just roll the the thing and then we'll have the rant. Oh. Okay. Dirty rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. <sighs> well, we'd like to, but it's going to take about thirty minutes. Oh, I'm so angry. Okay, so a couple. I don't. When was it? Last month. Okay, last month. Last month, I see this article. One day only. One day only. One night only. Kellogg's is launching a cereal which includes six iconic favorites. All together cereal for only one day. You can get this. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Exclusive cereal. Yes. I feel like we need to do this for cheat day. Awesome. I go to the Kellogg's uh, website. I drop the requested, I believe it was like $14. Yeah. (gasps) Now, to be fair. Oh, no, 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 no. I I do just want to give you. I do. 1999 is what I paid. It did support Glad, so you did a very good thing. Which is why I bought it, because the reason that they did it was to support inclusivity. Well, no, the reason I also did it was because cheat day, right? But but I knew that some of the money was going to this wonderful cause, and so I was like, yeah, $20, no big deal. This will be really cool. I'll get this thing that we... Okay, you guys, false advertising. We got scammed. We got had. We got got. We owned the libs. Pwned. Bradley Trainer, you can hear him rustling about over so there. I'm actually engaged in work. If you're wondering why I'm not being as verbose as I normally am on the radio, it's because I'm actually dividing up 20 cereals. Because here. we're doing the job that the Kellogg's Corporation could These be bothered to do. These gave us all together cereal. Colleen opened the box and was like, oh no. <laughs> and then dumped out three, six, seven mini boxes. Right? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, no, six mini boxes. Of the cereals that were purported to be mixed and included in the box. Yeah. So, like, literally, they're like, we're all together. Actually, no, we're not all together. We're just in the same box, but we're not, we're not together. Kellogg's. This is a scam. It's like if I said to you, ooh, hey, Coca-Cola is coming out with a combo of six different beverages in one. And then you got six bottles of different pop. That's rude. That's not a thing. That's rude. You literally just repackaged a thing. I'm so, I'm so mad. I'm because you don't, I don't care. How much did they include in the box? No, they didn't come with milk. Oh, really? You have to add your own. (laughs) I don't really care. Uh, So, yeah. So now Bradley has set about the task of mixing all the cereals because once again, Kellogg's couldn't be bothered to do it. Or Holly, you want to run around and grab it? She's on her way. Uh, Yeah. So, okay. What are the cereals that you have just mixed, Bradley? Okay. So I have Kellogg's Corn Flakes, Kellogg's Fruit Loops, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, (laughs) Kellogg's Frosted Mini Wheats, I'm so Kellogg's mad at Rice Krispies, and Kellogg's Raisin Bran. And here's what's even more frustrating is even in the mixing, 
they're not mixed because I had to layer them. Yeah, so I'm like digging from the bottom yeah. right now because so I'm trying kind of, to get it all mixed. You're have to up. mix it yourself. But that is just like Rudy Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> so this was just a scam. But it's all for charity. It was for a good cause, like I said. But you know what? I would have been just as happy if they would have hiked up the cost of a regular variety. But like, could pack. you not have done more for the gays? I mean, really, this is all you. Uh, throw Bradley some cereal in a box for the gays. They're good. <laughs> I'm so. How does it taste? Well, I'll taste it while you taste like all, all the cereals. I'm so mad. You know what the problem is? <laughs> huh. That this cereal includes raisin bran. That is a problem. Oh, yeah, the sad raisins. No, it's not the raisins even. It's the bran, bran flakes. Oh, I love the bran. Way to bring down a room. Yeah. Oh, I love the bran. The yeah. Fruit Loops are very overpowering. They are very Fruit Loop forward. Uh-huh. Yeah, it just tastes like Fruity Pebbles, kind of. You know what ruins it? What? The Mini Wheats. The like brand is good. No. You know why the brand isn't good? Why? Because it's wet and soggy already. I love brand though. The wheats are what? You also hand out the plastic waffle. on Halloween. I mean, listen. I have a different kind of fun than the rest of the world. And it's actually called not fun. But okay. Can um, I also just take Kellogg's to task? This is trash, Kellogg's. It is so rude because in none of the PR that they did for it, did they say you're going to have to M-Y-O. Okay. Again, just to to be clear. So if you guys are just joining us and wondering why we're being so (laughs) biachi, Kellogg's Kellogg's all together cereal and it's a box and on the box, all the cereals are together. And then all the characters from the different Kellogg cereals are together. And then you open the box, and it's just more boxes. It's like a Russian doll of cereal. It's so rude. So they're like, hey, try this really cool thing that doesn't actually exist. And it doesn't say, like, you do yourself. No, it doesn't say DIY. Yeah. Anywhere. For $20. Now, again, charity, great cause. But um, maybe you could have at least given a... The guy ahead. I up. would just like to. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
to give a hug to General Mills. Yeah, I know. For General never Mills. taking us like that. And same with Post. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. I'd like General Mills to come through and mm-hmm. put their cereals in a box in one fell swoop. Post there- as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who eats Post Multo meal. I mean, listen, I want to be inclusive because this is all about inclusivity, what right? What is Post cereal? Like Diggums? Or- um, Uncle Sam, by the way, the best brand okay. cereal. Bloop. When was the last time you bought a box? Hey, hey, hey. Okay, Post, <laughs> by the way. Post consumer brands includes, but is not limited to, uh, your Fruity Pebbles, Bradley Trainer. Oh, I do love Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, Alphabet. Your Chips Ahoy cereal. Your I'm Nutter not Butter cereal. Alphabets. Also, Nutter Butter cereal is just cookies in a bag. Yeah, it's real good though. They're real good cookies. You put yeah. that on some ice cream. But call I will say it a day of the Kellogg's cereals that we just tried. What's your favorite? Um, honestly. Frosted Flakes. I was going to say, I think mine's Frosted Flakes. I love the Frosted Flakes. It's just enough of everything, right? You get your flakies, you get a little uh, dust of sugar. Um, how how many Cobras are we going to give this whole experience? This is a zero. Negative four. Mm-hmm. I should not have to work for my cheat day. I, frankly, by the way, thank you, Bradley. Again, you did the work. This so. is again like Oscar Mayer being like, we're going to start selling sandwiches, you guys. And they just sell you a bag with yes. a loaf of bread in it. So rude. A thing some of cold, bologna. Some cold cuts. <laughs> and some cheese. Of I didn't want to do that. Maybe some deli ham. You're on notice, Kellogg's. You better dazzle us with something new. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got more D-bags for you. And I say more because we didn't know we were going to talk about one this time yet. We'll be back after this. We got to tell you about some celebrities behaving badly on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one streaming live at my talk one Oh seven one.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And now uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. That name is bag. presenting Lord and lady douchebag of the day. Oh, your D-bag. <clears throat> so oh. All right. his name is Dean McDermott. Dean McDermott, the husband of... Tori Spelling. Yeah. And, you know, I think he's probably shown up, and actually I know for sure he's shown up in this segment before. Okay. Uh, But it's for a different reason today. Uh, He did an interview with Us Weekly magazine. And he dropped a real deep thought about his marriage to Tori Spelling when he said the following. Monogamy is hard. Um, okay. Mm. It is? What's hard about it? Well, or maybe what's hard about it is what's, what's hard, hard about, about it. it. Exactly. He said, I guess for several reasons. Uh, just, you know, for wanting that initial lust that we have intrinsically built into us. Men, we like need to spread our seed everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Um, uh, it's been in our DNA for like millions and trillions of years. But also, there's also like, ah, oh, this relationship is work. Okay. FYI, <laughs> I am a man. <laughs> I have a penis. Oh, may come to surprise thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, I have not shared my penis with you. Thank you. That's true. Also, but, thank you for that. You're welcome. But never in the last ten years have I found it necessary to, to spread sp- your seed. <laughs> well, yes, correct. <laughs> I mean, it's in your pants. Keep it there. It's not hard. 
And if it is, then enjoy it. Yeah. With yourself deal or with, your partner. Deal with it yourself. I've never felt like, oh, man, I really just have to put this somewhere else. <laughs> Isn't that just like uh, that is exactly he, what you'd expect Dean McDermott to say? Yeah, all of yeah, that. Th- no, that's what I would expect a man who cheats on yes. his wife to say. Uh huh. Because that is what a man who cheats on his wife would say to feel like he has no choice in the matter. Yeah. He says we've been doing this for a long time now, meaning marriage to Tori Spelling. You know, fifteen years for me. And Tori's been under the microscope since she was a kid. I've gotten to the point where Tori's at now where you just ignore it and you can have really... Anyway, blah, blah, blah. He's like basically saying it's hard for him to stay faithful to his wife because he has this um, animalistic urge to spread his seed elsewhere. Yeah, that's trash. Yeah. Again, the only man that's, you know, and the people that buy that, because we like men are always going to be men. I was like, yeah, um, men who cheat will always be men who cheat. Mm -hmm. But that's not all men. And if those are the men you keep finding yourself with, that should tell you more about you. And some of the choicing skills you might be in about the evolution of man. Yeah. I will say to you, which I think this is true, because I I think I know this to be true. Men think about putting it somewhere all day. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's a man. Yeah. I get that, but the, like, It's nice action, to be freed up to have those thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to ha- be, all I'm saying is, like, men, it's also okay for them to think about that. It's, like, socially are, not thoughts okay. Are one thing. Yeah. Actions are another. Right. Right? So, that's the point that's needs to be made, is the action is not de- de- predestined. You are not predestined to cheat on your wife or your partner or anybody else. And my point was basically that, like, it is, like, socially, we allow the Dean McDermott's of the world to say something like that. Yeah. uh, And to have the thoughts that, you know, men typically are allowed to have. But we make judgments about women who have too many of those thoughts. Oh, sure. Or maybe have, you know, been around a little bit. I'm all I'm saying is the point is that like what he's doing is just being like what you know men men just penis, gotta like put uh, the stuff places and and you will hear that because you know? people will say like men are just men man and I couldn't agree with you more in the sense that men are trash uh-huh. most days we are uh, and I get that but but that's why we are also human and we have free will uh-huh. and we can choose to act on our primitive lizard brain natures or we can just keep it in our pants well and like here's the other thing that like i think a lot of times maybe men aren't thinking about when they say stuff like this like here's the thing about sex like sexy stuff feels good for ladies too yeah yeah right and so there's this like underlying thing with what he's saying where it's like what you know sex feels good you know it's kind of like Get the sexy stuff for this thing because I got this thing. And I'm like, yeah, it feels good for women, too. Yeah. But women don't you don't typically hear aside from Scarlett Johansson, who has said we're not naturally predisposed to monogamy. Like most women aren't like monogamy is hard. Most women are like, yeah, no, I'm. And also for what we're doing, there are exceptions to every rule and those exceptions have far less to do with gender, I think, than with individual, you know, into individuals. Right. Meaning, I think for every, you know, man, that's a D bag there, 
you know, women who also act like D bags in that regard. And for every uh, woman who, you know, is a prude or, or what, I mean, whatever the al- the analogy is, there are also men who feel the same way. way. Yeah. But to me, and then, but then there's also like the broader social implications yeah. of those things. Yeah. People are individuals. Yeah, man. Yeah. But men are trash most days when it comes to their weenus. Well, I will say Dean McDermott is trash when it yeah. comes to his weenus. Yeah. It's nasty. For sure. Uh, Who's your D-bag trainer? Oh, another weenus, actually. And somebody connected to Beverly Hills 90210, or as we call it now, BH90210. And that's Ian Ziering from BH90210, as you Just previously stated. So Ian Ziering, you may have seen this story. In fact, we talked about it already today. He and his wife, his uh, wife, I think of nine years, Aaron Kristen Ludwig, have called it quits. Now, the reason I'm making him my D-bag is not because he's a man and whatever. Did he say monogamy is hard? No, he didn't say monogamy is hard. He said, the two grew apart because they have hectic work schedules. Okay. Okay, so I would just like to tell you something. Yeah. That's not a thing. I mean, hectic work schedules are a thing. No. But... You are correct. Yep. But what I'm saying is not a thing is people divorcing just because of their work yeah. schedule. Yeah, there's Because if you love each other mm-hmm. and you have a hectic work schedule, you find an accommodation yep. that allows you to continue to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. If you're telling me as a celebrity that, oh, we just grew apart because of our hectic work schedules, you're lying to me. Yeah. And there's a bigger story yeah. there. There's more to it than that. Also... You know, you have, you usually, you don't necessarily maybe know exactly what your work schedule is going to look like before you marry a person. But when you marry a person, part of what you're doing is saying, the work schedule doesn't matter. I'm going to work on the relationship because yeah. that's what matters. Yeah. I mean, you, to like, your point, you quit your job. I mean, look, people make choices, but I honestly think whenever I hear it, whenever I hear somebody say something like we just grew apart, it's like, hmm, okay, I think that's a throwaway. And maybe you just don't want to be specific about what actually happened. But people don't just, I mean, yes, because I can hear people calling him like, oh, it totally happens. Yeah. What I'm saying is when a celebrity like Ian Ziering mm-hmm. says to us that he and his wife just, Grew apart because they were working in different places. I'm like, somebody cheated or or somebody is not handling their end of the bargain. Yeah. Somebody is not being maybe honest with themselves about their part in a breakup. Yeah. Now, what was the flip side of that, Holly? You had read her statement. Yes. At the top of the, it was something more along the lines of. Well, Ian Ziering's wife, Erin, had the following to say. After nine and a half years of marriage, Ian asked for a divorce. After having asked multiple times, I knew it was time to give up. She said, knowing that I'm not the person to make him happy makes the situation feel more peaceful. The girls and I are doing great and finding gratitude and love in our new life together and rebuilding. Now, what's interesting interesting. about this particular statement is he says, where is it? It has come to my attention that things are being written and said to sensationalize a situation that is not or is simply not sensational. Any quote attributed to me is completely false and solely meant by haters to undermine our intention to continue to get along, protect and raise our daughters and be examples of successful co-parents. So that seems very, very shady. Um, 
But that seems like he's alluding to something, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if we have any blind items about that, but um, that's that that's is interesting. Ian's particular, there may be a blind item. A moment, please. Oh, let's look into that <clears throat> because uh, it's not referenced in this particular article. It just says mysteriously. He so, says the following. Do you think that that's in reference to her statement? What he's saying? No, th- that okay. to me sounds like somebody saying he cheated on her or she cheated on oh. him or there's something salacious. That's um, being reported. That's being reported. Or that he is saying something salacious and is trying to say that if you see quotes attributed to any of us, it's not true. Because it says, any quote attributed to me is completely false and solely meant by haters. That oh. means... Maybe there's an article quoting him. Okay, so anything beyond his actual statement. Oh, here, Colleen and Bradley. Mm, Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. There's always a blind item for everything. Mm -hmm. Here we go. This B-plus list actor who would be someone you remembered from an iconic show and not much else if the crap made-for-TV movie franchise had not come along to take him through the lean years. Alrighty. (laughs) That's pretty specific. Found someone else, mm. which is why he left his wife. Mm. He has done it before. You guys, well, maybe it's Dean McDermott. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I'm saying maybe the as, person he found was Dean McDermott. As a member of the gays, <laughs> I would just like to tell you there's no chance in hell that either of those two are allowed in our club. Okay. Um, but... To your point, not your point, to another point, the point that I would like to make is simply that that kind of is reflected in her statement. Yes. Wherein she says, like, clearly I'm not the one that makes him happy. Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. So, And he's trying to head him off at the pass by saying, like, anything you read is not real. Don't try to gaslight us. That's my favorite part, too, is when it's just like this blanket, like, don't trust anything you read anywhere. Just only these words, which I am saying. Trust the words coming out of my mouth. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm kind of excited about this new project that Netflix is taking part in. And I think it might be uh, something we might see more of in the future. So I'm going to tell you about it after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk. One oh seven one. Okay, I'm really excited to tell you about this uh, new thing that Netflix is doing on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Netflix is branching out, Bradley, and I think you'll be really excited about this because okay. this sounds like it's right up your alley. Oh, okay. So they have this um, apocalyptic zombie show called Daybreak, it's a Netflix series. And what they're doing is they are releasing a companion to that TV show, only it's not another TV show. It's not a prequel or a sequel or a companion show. It's a companion podcast. Okay. Okay. Now that in and of itself doesn't sound new or unique, right? Other Netflix shows have companion podcasts. This one is going to be a scripted fictional podcast, though. So it's based on the premise. It will happen uh, sort of in time near, like next to what is happening in the TV show, in the Netflix show Daybreak. Okay. It centers around a group of teens who made this podcast during the apocalypse. Oh. So it's going to just like think about kind of old timey radio drama. Mm-hmm. And it will exist as sort of like a way to enhance your experience on Daybreak. Yeah, sort of a companion piece. Exactly. So this is the first of its kind. It's going to be. 
Um, it's going to be called The Only Podcast Left. Uh, and it will be available through Spotify until December 12th. And then it'll be released on all the other podcast platforms. Got it. Um, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's available now. Oh, uh, November 7th is when it comes out. Uh, so in just about a week. And that's, is that when the show comes out? Um, so the show, as far as I know, uh, is already available. Because oh, okay. uh, start, that started on October 24th. Um, and it's sort of a comedy, I guess. So I don't know, to be perfectly honest, I don't know enough about the show. Yeah. But I'm fascinated by this concept of a fictional scripted podcast companion piece to a TV show. Yeah, no, that's a clever idea. It's a super clever idea. And I was, I, you know, I've been sort of thinking about what other shows this might go well with. Because you might already know this, but there's already some podcast content that Netflix has including a behind-the-scenes podcast about Stranger Things. Oh, I did not know that. But those things are all like typical podcasts that you hear that are about, you know, like a sort of a bird's-eye view of a TV show. Scripted podcasts are not necessarily a new thing, but this kind of a scripted podcast connected with like a real show, that's totally a new thing. Right. I think if you love something, like I was reading in this article, it talks about how CBS is planning a... Star Trek related podcast uh, to go as a companion piece to um, I'm assuming Star Trek Discovery or maybe it's the new one. But and I don't know if it's scripted or if it's just like a behind the scenes kind of thing. But I think if you love something, you're going to love stuff like this. I'm Doctor Who. There's a lot of audio. um, What do you call it? We just use the word Um, like audio dramas, audio dramas, but scripted. scripted scripted. It's not a podcast, but scripted audio dramas that um, sort of mirror and add to the original television series. That's a huge thing in the UK where some of like all the shows that you grew up watching that you loved, they continue to live on in audio drama form with like the actual actors reprising their roles in these audio dramas. I just think that's so cool. You know, know, it, it can be difficult. Like we talk about wanting to see reboots on television. Yeah. Or wanting to see people work together again. Um, but that's like a costly endeavor mm-hmm. because you have to not only you have to employ, obviously, the actors and then you have to employ the whole crew. You have to employ writers. You have to employ um, producers, directors, all of that. Where podcast is like a relatively low budget, low risk way to, yeah, you to st- try to spin out a story. You still have to have good writers, but then, you know, the the you know, the mechanics are a lot less expensive presumably which um you know is why they've been so successful in the uk so hopefully i don't know i just like imagine you know you could do a friend's audio drama with the original characters i mean in the united states the only thing that would be hard is that the money that the actors would want right i feel like would be somewhat prohibitive in the uk they're like i don't care i'm i've got work i'll take this check for you know, paltry sums. Yeah. But, but I, you know, hey, if if things like this are successful, then that just gives people more of a reason to want to do it. So I just think about all of the like all of the universes that I've ever wanted to be immersed in. Like when you think about like, for example, the Hunger Games. Yeah. Would totally lend oh, itself sure. to something like this, a scripted fictional drama and not even necessarily, you know, that would be sanctioned by the 
I feel like this is like fan fiction, right? Like, yeah. n- not in this case. In this case, this well, is very organized. But there would be a way to do that kind of tributary fan fiction type thing. And the way that they do that in the UK is they get the licensing from the BBC, but it's not the BBC who produces it because they have no interest in doing that. But there's a production company that creates these with the license from, you know, so they would have to get a license and that would probably be prohibitive, but start somewhere, I would imagine, and make it successful and show that people would actually, that there's a market for it. And if it's well done, it'll make advertising money. You know, it would be. And what I lucrative in that way what i will say is that fan fiction the way the way that comes into play is that oftentimes the writers for these spinoffs and these audio dramas the writers are very often fans who have turned to you know fan fiction script writing yeah and then you know their scripts are bought by the production company and then they tweak them and then they bring the actors in and then they sit them in a sound room and boom 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 yeah I mean, I'm actually kind of, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm sort of surprised that Disney hasn't already come up with this. You'd think so. As part of their Star Wars universe. Their universe expansion pack. Yeah, and same thing with the Marvel universe. You know, there's all kinds of opportunities. One of the most successful audio dramas of all time. Do you know what it is? Mm, War of the Worlds? Nope. I mean, maybe, but the one I'm talking about specifically is... um, and I don't remember the exact story behind it, so I don't want to get caught up in the details, but NPR did, National Public Radio did um, Star Wars in audio form. Yes. And it is literally one of the best well-produced audio dramas. And I they vaguely actually recall have, this. They, have, they had some of the original actors like, um, what's his name? Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill was in it. Um, but because it was audio, they could add... Um, they could add things that weren't in the original, but they were all still true to the, you know, the, the story. Um, and they had a lot of the same characters and you can actually still get it. Cause I've listened to it within the last probably five years oh or so. Oh my gosh. You know what? That just reminded me. I think we used to have an audio cassette of that when I was growing up. I thought it was just an audio recording of the movie when I came upon it yeah. at some point when I was cleaning out. Uh, the house I grew up in, but I think it might have actually been what you're talking about. And I never realized that was a thing. Yes. Mind blown. Here's the Wikipedia just really quickly. So I get it right. The first, an expanded radio dramatization of star Wars trilogy appeared in 81, 83 and 96. The first two based on star Wars and empire were produced by Nat and broadcast by NPR as part of their NPR playhouse. And then they later did a Return of the Jedi that was most of the same team. That is amazing. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like podcast is like the perfect platform uh, for this kind of thing. Again, what we're talking about or what started this conversation was uh, a podcast, a fictional scripted podcast as a companion to a Netflix show called Daybreak. This will be uh, released on November I'm sorry, yeah, November 7th, and it will be called The Only Podcast Left. And it will be centered around a group of teens who make this podcast during the apocalypse, which is referred to in the TV show or the Netflix show Daybreak. Kind of a cool thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's a ton of opportunity for that. I'd love to see more of that. Let's All right. Let's do it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, Britney Spears, uh, there's going to be a Britney Spears themed pop up shop. What? I need to understand more about this. We're going to talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. Hey. 
Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.